1: Welcome friends to episode 71 of Mike and Kristen the podcast. We're back here every Wednesday with very special guests. How you oh, doing there, Michael?
0: Not too bad. Who's our very special guest this week?
1: Today we have none other than Nicole Ariana.
0: That's awesome. I
1: know. Such a pro stage name too. Like Nicole Ariana just sounds like something that you would see in big flashing lights.
0: Periana is her middle name, we found out. Mm-hmm.
1: I was curious about
0: that. Yeah. She, uh, she's a musician. If you, if you don't know who she is, she's a musician who's on a tear recently. She's won a bunch of awards, done some really high quality music videos and won some awards for those as well. Nova Scotia girl, uh, Cape Breton, born and raised and spent, I think her life up until she was 16 or so in Cape Breton. Moved to Truro, so she's got the full Nova Scotian roots in her.
1: She's got the full package, that is true. What I really loved and admired about this interview was Nicole talking about being in the middle of a transition. I think often we hear about people that are on the other side of that experience, and they have all this great advice about, just do this, and things will work out, and it will be positive, but... She really talks about being in the thick of that and how it can be uncomfortable not to be on the other side of things. So, thank you Nicole yeah, for your she honesty.
0: She came here while she's figuring things out and yeah, had had an awesome chat. Like
1: not everybody wants to talk to you when you're in when they're in that state of mind. They want to wait until like everything's going great in my life. This will be a better time to interview me cuz I'll be a better version of myself. But she just came exactly who she was on that day.
0: Yeah, and that's that says a lot about who she is and yeah where she's likely going to go, like working through the times that are hard. And George, it's our cat's birthday today, so he's very vocal. He's screaming
1: for attention because he's been inside for all of 30 seconds.
0: Yeah, he doesn't like coming inside anymore.
1: So I think he's just giving a shout out to Nicole as well. (laughs) He's
0: he's a big fan of Nicole. He actually is. Yeah, he is. He's he's pretty timid around most people. He's got a little, uh, he was born in the woods, so he's a little, uh, what's the word? Uh, Starts with an S. S
1: Shell shock? Skirmish? Squeamish?
0: No. Scared? It's a super common word. I just can't remember it in this exact moment. Um, cats, it's a word that's typically used to describe cats. <laughs> skittish, okay. Skittish, yes. <laughs> he's he's uh fairly skittish around new people, but Nicole, this is the whole point of this story where I sound like an idiot, was that uh he went right up to her and let Nicole pet him.
1: Yeah, he loved her. Yeah, who wouldn't?
0: He's a lovable person.
1: Another beautiful soul that we've welcomed into the studio and just so happy to finally get to know her better. Nicole's one of those women who I've kind of admired starry-eyed from afar for a while. She's just done so much and she's so authentically herself. Her musical style is unique and it's sexy and sultry, but it's also really real and honest. And her, her background will speak to a lot of, I think, the path she's taken to be where she is today.
0: And our introduction this week is going to be one of her songs, Master of Denial. So we're not going to talk. This is the last you'll hear of us talking together here. And then it will be a chat with Nicole and then uh, one of her songs.
1: Awesome. Can't wait.
0: Let's get into it here.
2: You know, once you're able to go back in, it's like you're living in this, yeah,
3: wasteland. Yeah, the, the
0: pattern like. that the fire goes is just completely random at times. Yeah. No way to predict it. And also, like, a lot of people who, who lost their homes aren't probably wa- gonna want to go back like yeah you're going back to just charred remains Like yeah. your yard is not your yard yeah like, you can you could rebuild there but you're rebuilding on top of so it's never
2: gonna be what
3: it was
0: like yeah
1: yeah that would so be sad. a weird decision to make I, I imagine everyone will feel differently about that because for some it will always feel like home by yeah. virtue of location and others maybe there's some yeah. trauma. you know they're Leaving that Mm -hmm. will have trauma that will stay with them and they never want to go there again.
2: Yeah. And even to think about everything they lost, like photos or whatever. I'm so glad that you guys didn't uh, have that here, like this space. Oh, it will be, you know?
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. We just quit the home. Packed up a few things, uh, some random shirts that I never wore in like 10 years. (laughs) I was responsible for for
2: wardrobe. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was like, these are the sentimentals. Like, I'm like such a hoarder. Like, I would have grabbed like, yeah, like the most random things that I don't, you know.
1: It was all very random. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: you're in a rush. Yeah. Right.
1: You think that you're in such a clear headspace, though, like mm. we actually discussed yeah. what we would do. Yeah. But when you're faced with that moment, it's a completely yeah. different emotion that comes over you. I'm sure imagine. like lots of things in our yeah. life, yeah such as being on stage, perhaps. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Like, do you guys... Okay, so I've heard this with professional athletes where they do a lot of visualization to ensure that that moment that you've been working so hard to make as perfect as possible goes smoothly. Is that part of your practice as musicians and performers?
2: I find, like, I always think that I'm going to plan what I'm going to say and I'll, like, write out my set list and be like, hey, we'll go into this song right away and I'll talk here and I'll, you know, introduce this song. But then I just, like... I'm quite spastic in nature, like chaotic. So just kind of just stuff comes out and it's just is what it is. Like, I always want to be more prepared. And I think with time I'll get there. And like, it's definitely less chaotic than in the past um, and goofy. But it just I just kind of everything goes out the window and I just kind of am there. And
1: I love that, though, because. I don't know that we've ever really talked about sort of the banter aspect of being on yeah. stage. And we've interviewed a lot of musicians, but yeah. that's a whole other part of your performance. It's not mm-hmm. just the songs. It's yeah. your communicating with the audience.
2: That's the, d- the most difficult part for me because when it's when I'm singing, I feel confident like to get that across. And especially like, so we just played Jazz Fest last week and that was the first time we did it without backing tracks. So it was actually like, kind of freeing in a way, but also nerve wracking because it was the first time. But with the backing tracks, it's like, I'm kind of set to a structure. Mm -hmm. I've done it X amount of times. Like it's constrictive, but also like, you know, it's like riding a bicycle or whatever, because I've done that to that exact, you know,
0: you're on a grid. Yeah. I'm on a grid. So,
2: um, that part isn't difficult, but yeah, it's like when I'm just left to speak, that I get a bit like, yeah, just uh, my my true uh, awkward nature comes out. Like <laughs> if I'm singing, it's funny, it's like very contradictory because like I'm singing these like kind of sultry songs and they're like serious and sad. And then I'm like, oh, well, listen, like I just start talking like a goof. And it's, it it is, you know, people are multifaceted. That's, that's what,
0: that's, yeah, being human is. Yeah. Like we're not just one thing. And I think a lot of artists are like that. Like you. Yeah. Your songs, you're you're capturing a moment or an idea, something very specific, and then between the songs, like you can go off in any direction you want. And I know, I know, for me, different types of shows are very different. How how I end up bantering mm. with the audience. A rock show feels like you have to keep the energy up. Yeah, and it's like this is a
2: more curated than like a singer songwriter well, type of it vibe. It feels
0: like it's more like. How y'all doing out there? Like, yeah. It's more like bravado, almost yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, and I don't really like that that much because that isn't really my personality. Yeah. But at a, an acoustic show, like I tell like these long stories. Like yeah. I'll play like the most sentimental song I've ever written, then I'll yeah. tell a story about giving my dad a bag of dead smelts for Father's Day when I was eight. <laughs> I love so, it. So <laughs> it's uh, the true mic comes out. It, it certainly does. <laughs> But again, ultimately at the end of the day, we're up there entertaining. Yeah. And if that's through just being uh an awkward person on stage and people find that cute or whatever, yeah. however they look Endearing at it, it doesn't or whatever, Yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter. Like I think it's just kind of just knowing what it is you're trying to portray and maybe that's just 100% yourself and yeah. you don't have to really put any work into it. You just do what you do and it comes out and
2: yeah i think that's the best way to do it and like i think especially like um as i you know became a songwriter going to songwriting camps and stuff yeah i was writing with a lot of singer songwriters even though i did i started out like singing hooks in hip-hop bands and kind of in that world but then i started going to songwriting camps and um you know doing the gordy Sampson songwriters circle things and so i think being around people that were more in that element it's kind of like fallen into my stage performance and way of doing things so i always find i'm introducing my songs and it's like and some of my bandmates are like, you don't need to like do that all the time and it's yeah. like and it's true like i don't need to be like so this is and i'll be like this song's got better i hope you like it and then i'm like <laughs> well and then i just like feel awkward at the very beginning but then you know by the time it's the end of the first verse i'm okay, I'm in the song now, but yeah, I have I have a lot of stage fright. I used to it, cry my mm-hmm. eyes out until like three, four years ago, every day that I had a show, like such bad stage wow. fright.
0: So it's still like, yeah. And I feel like on stage, like the worst thing f- as a performer is silence. Like you never want just yeah. nothing to be happening. For sure. So that's why a lot of people start like between songs they're saying this song's about this whatever and they're not sure where they're going because they're afraid of a little bit of silence Mm, for sure and i've i've experienced that that firsthand many times where you feel like you have to say something but then you watch like i've seen like bands that are at the the top of their game like whatever like it's as big as they can get and like they don't really say that much on stage yeah and for some, some bands, that's great, but others, you, you want to hear them talk. You want to hear yeah. them get into the intricacies of a song or how their travels have been on tour, whatever it may be. Yeah. But I guess at the end of the day, like we said, it just comes down to how you want to portray yourself and yeah. how you feel doing that.
1: So I understand that people are, are more than one thing. That's yeah. a pretty common. We have different parts of ourselves, but... If your music is sort of this sultry, melodic, you know, this is the vibe that people are hearing, is the expectation, like, are people surprised if your banter differs from your music?
2: It's kind of a a fear that I have. And like, I'm actually going through like a really transitional space in my mind uh, about my music because I just kind of fell into that vibe. And I feel like as I get older and uh, have more experience in life and the industry, I'm like, I don't really want to be that sultry thing. It's just kind of how it happened. Um, Maybe starting out in R&B and hip hop and feeling like, oh, like, and like, that's my voice, like, that's what I should. But I'm, yeah, I'm just, I, I do feel like, yeah, I'm supposed to be this certain thing or portray myself in this way or, you know, post things that look like this or like play this type of role. And, but that's. Yeah, it's just one part of me or, like, part of, like, something I've created that I thought was, you know, was me.
0: What but is, now I
2: just am kind of figuring it out.
0: What is telling you that you have to do it that way? Just watching cl- other people, I guess?
2: Yeah, maybe, like, influences and just, like, um, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Like, I just want to write almost things that are deeper and about other things because I've always focused on songs being about like love heartbreak
0: yeah
2: like um things like that so maybe they're just easy like themes and topics and now i'm just like you know learning more about myself and the world and i want to kind of shift out of that and and try different things
1: that makes sense i think we all go through that as artists yeah I, I remember going through a phase, and part of it was being influenced by how I had watched other artists careers develop, it's not necessarily in painting. It was more singers, actually. yeah. And you look at the classic female pop singer, yeah,, uh, like the Britney Spears of the World will say
3: mm-hmm.
1: and there's almost this formula to like. There's a bit of a childlike innocence to Mm -hmm. some of the earlier songs. And then you go through a bit more rebellious sex appeal. Yeah, like the
2: stripped album, Christina Aguilera, right? Exactly, exactly. Totally.
1: And then there's like this maturity on the other end of that and confidence that comes with it. And I almost look to those examples and think... Like is are these the steps I need to go through as an artist to yeah. land at that end game to really mm. come into my own? Yeah. And maybe it doesn't need to look exactly like that, but yeah. I did a project a few years ago called the Gemini Project, which cool. was about exploring different sides of our personalities. Yeah. And I was drawn to that idea, but part of it was about almost feeling the need as a creative person to go through that phase. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys can yeah, relate to that, but totally,
2: especially like as as a woman, I think we almost feel like we have to be sexy in these things, and like that's part of what makes us uh, interesting or desirable, or like you know uh, will get us attention. And and it's not it's not a it's definitely not a positive thing. But I think um, yeah, as a female, like maybe I just thought I had to do those sorts of things, and not necessarily even that I I don't know. I just kind of fell into that vibe, but. Yeah, it's it's not how I how I want to be seen, like in totality, yes, you know? yeah. in entirety. So definitely,
0: it's know. inevitable that just as you're progressing with your career, you're gonna look back at what you did and try to grow, I guess, sure. from there, and. I think most artists aren't like saying, okay, I'm in this phase or this stage, like you're just doing what feels right or what you, you are at that moment. And maybe that uh, kind of timeline that you were referencing, Christian is just, I don't know, just maybe just a natural one that exists or or maybe that's one that major labels have forced upon those type of artists. I'm Mm, not sure, but I I think... Like that—that that feels like a pretty natural thing. You start out and you're innocent, mm-hmm. and then you want to break away from that. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm not so innocent anymore. Yeah, and that, not that innocent. yeah exactly. <laughs> I know all these songs are coming to mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and then, like, you—you you get a little bit past that stage, and you're a little more introspective and looking back. And like, yeah, I want to be a little more thoughtful and mature. Yeah, and, I,
3: I'm deep. Like, yeah. I have—I have layers.
0: Right. Yeah, <laughs> that just feels like a natural thing. And yeah. I don't know if I'm still in my sexy phase or what now.
1: <laughs> you're always in your sexy <laughs> yeah, phase.
3: Yeah.
0: Like. <laughs> but yeah, I think just an artist's career, like you're you're always growing and you're always trying to progress and learn from what you did, and like learn <laughs> from the mistakes you made and, and take the things that's helped you and made you, I guess, grow and, and kind of use that as a catalyst. But yeah, I think... Everyone is just always kind of, we're never stagnant in our growth. We're always just kind of looking out there for where things should go. Not necessarily like saying, I want to go there, but just following a path and maybe you happen to go there. Yeah.
1: Do you have sort of an end game in mind or uh, maybe it's a lifestyle that you feel like that's where I'm headed towards?
2: Definitely. It's, it's something I think about a lot Um, lately and the last couple of years. um, I think putting out my album, like my first full project this like past October um, was something that I needed to do. And it's made me feel like, okay, I did that thing that took me forever and i was such a perfectionist with it and now because i was really focused on songwriting before that and writing for others and just kind of a little bit fearful of of putting out something that wasn't perfect and i'm so glad i did it because it just had to happen um but now i i feel like i can move past that and and i do think what i would like to see is just like stability creativity like peace <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um so I think, like, I'm kind of maybe sh- going to just shift towards more just, like, feeling like I'm taking care of myself instead of just chasing after something. I just want to write and, like, not put so much pressure on myself. So what I would like is just to be able to, yeah, create music, like, have more stability in my life and, and yeah, just be creative but not really i don't really have like huge expectations because i think for the longest time it's like yeah you're like i want to be a pop star i want to be famous and i definitely don't think that i want those things anymore and if it it happened that like i'll deal with it and maybe it'll be great maybe it'll like everything is is uh you know good and bad in in different ways so um Well, not everything. Some things just suck, but, (laughs) but, you know, like you you think this thing is so great, but then there's all these sides that you don't see. Like, you know, being a musician, people think, oh, you're doing so good and and you're so cool. And it's like, well, it gives me a lot of anxiety. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't really make a lot of money. Like I have to do other jobs and it's, um, you know, yeah, there's always sides to everything.
0: We often ask guests we have on about what making it is to them and... Krishna's asked me that before and, and I'm like, I feel like I've made it because I'm creating music. I get to do what yeah. I love. I'm just collaborating with people, playing shows, meeting people. The only thing I want is to feel like it's less of a grind. Yeah, like, yeah. That's like kind of how uh, I feel. I just want some help
2: and support, like to like
0: if I can do exactly what I'm doing but not be stressed out about this, this, and this, Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so, and part of that is, I guess, financial stability and, and just not having that weight on your shoulders of trying to get to a certain point. Because I feel like most artists, no matter where they are, if they're making 10 grand or a year or. 10 million they're also still trying to get somewhere there's yeah there's there's no
2: ceiling it's like there's always something there's always things to apply to or or new new heights to reach and it's like that never will ever end you know Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah feeling content I I I, yeah sitting here with you guys I'm like I feel like you've totally made it It looks like (laughs) beautiful happy home and you're you know it's uh You know, you're doing what you love and but definitely there's always more to be done or more money to make or more stability or things to, you know,
3: It's heights to reach. It's a
1: curious comment and observation for you to have made about us. And we've heard this before of people coming in the studio like, Mm. wow, you know, you guys have this really cute house. and And we do like we feel very grateful for that. But we still struggle, both of us, with that recognition that yes there's no ceiling yeah and feeling content with status quo forever mm-hmm. feels impossible for the creative mind totally and maybe it's supposed to feel that way like yeah. maybe that's just part of being like gifted with this yeah,
2: it keeps you going i guess
1: yeah, right because yeah.
2: our brains just don't shut off really <laughs>
1: like yeah you know it's do you like... feel more because you have had one hell of a year like a lot of success. You need new mantles in your house to house all of your awards. <laughs> like this has happened for you. My sister
2: is buying me a shelf. I'm very excited.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. She's like, you need to have a shelf. I <laughs> yeah. Just need to all your awards. You totally do. I'm excited. <laughs> does it does that contribute to feeling more pressure knowing that you've had all of these wins under your belt to to keep that up? Or is that part of what's inspired you to say, you know what? Like I wanna just tone this down and... i
2: think it's almost yeah like the latter i feel like okay i did the thing i wanted to do and it went well and you know music nova scotia week's coming up i hope to get maybe a nomination or an award that would really put a cherry on the cake there for the crybaby album um but yeah i was about to apply apply a factor for uh Juried sound recording at the last deadline I guess in June and I was stressing, stressing, stressing like oh for my next album, my sophomore album I need to get this in and just keep grinding and then I was like you know what my demos aren't where I want them to be for this application, I don't really know what I want it to be yet so it's like I definitely want to make more records and put out music um, whether that's as Nicole Ariano or you know I've been talking to a couple friends about doing like collaborative projects and things like that but I do think just yeah getting like this these little you know validations and and recognitions for my work um has made me feel like okay do you know what like I can chill because it was really exhausting like just the grind of doing it all like promoting it myself and organizing the videos and it's um yeah I think like I'm happy with where I'm at with it and I, I know I'll keep creating, but I feel less pressure to keep going, like grind, 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 because I just, I feel like I'm kind of burnt out. Mm. And I just, I know I haven't really put my my mental health and my physical well being, um, I haven't helped, like, taken such good care of myself. So I'm just kind of like, okay, time for that,
3: mm-hmm. like a little
2: rest. And then, because I don't really even feel like writing, like, yeah. I've just been promoting and you know doing shows and it's amazing but i i feel like i just want to like chill for a minute at least till the end of the summer and like i'm well i'm playing in Fredericton first weltering songs festival on saturday but um (laughs) after these 18 shows (laughs) yeah after that um i just yeah i feel pretty good with where i'm at and i i'm i'm i feel less pressure for sure i just
0: yeah i feel like it's a hard thing like when you start to gain success and you start to get people coming to shows and fans supporting you on social media and all that, it's, it's hard to let up. Like you feel like as more and more things are happening, you have to do more to actually keep them content. Like, okay, I have these fans now I have to do this, this and this to, to keep them in my good books. Mm. Uh, and I think the reality is that, you don't have to do. You don't have to yeah. be so on top of that mm-hmm. that you're putting your mental health at risk. Yeah. Because they're not just going to vanish. Like, if you don't sure. post on social media for oh, a little bit of time. Yeah. It's, it's not like, well, she's gone. She's never coming back. Yeah. Guess, guess I wouldn't ever listen to her again. Like, yeah, she just vanished. <laughs> like, yeah. and I, I'm very guilty of this. Like, I, I've been just going completely all out for, like, 10 years yeah. like okay release an album okay got to release an album right away afterwards yeah. and re- only now I'm just starting to realize jeez I don't have to push it so hard yeah. like I can step back a little bit take a little bit of a breather gain some new experiences and For sure. let some inspiration come to me and yeah. figure out the next steps or whatever because like people who like music they're still going to be listening to it like it's yeah. not like if you're not active online or playing shows, like you've vanished, like yeah, they're still s- consuming what you've created. Yeah, they're
2: not gonna like unfollow you if you haven't released a song in like four months, yeah, or, you know, or you haven't been posting about whatever. Like, hopefully not. Anyways, I don't think so. And
3: if, the, and, if <laughs> they they do, and if they do, and if they exactly. do, yeah, who cares? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah,
0: your real fans are are there to support you. For and sure. Your friends and family and people you met along the way. So. I feel like, yeah, just being able to give yourself that time you need to recharge is 100% necessary.
2: Yeah, like, even just, like, to take a minute to, like, digest everyone I've met and all of the potential things I could do to take this this art I'm able to create or that I've created and do right by it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to get songs in film and television i want to you know write with people i've met i want to you know i i i'm just go 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 all the time to the point where it's like little things here that i have to do by this time and um there's so many things i could do to set myself up for like future success by actually like looking at like it from a business perspective as well so that's kind of what I want to do now. Like I have 200 songs in my SoundCloud on private that I've written for pitch, like K-pop, rap, you know, country. And it's like, these are great songs. I want to find homes for them. Like I want to sit with the stuff I've made that I've worked so hard to create and poured my soul into. And they're, I want to give them life, you know, like, so it's, it's difficult where I've, I've been writing so much for, pitch and through my publishing company and friends who are co-writers and producers and then doing the Nicole Ariana thing it's like I just kind of I feel like yeah I'm just gonna chill and like actually s- like think about how to how to use all of this you know yeah it's, like uh,
1: marinate and all yeah. the things that you've done
2: and just yeah like figure out how to best move forward mm-hmm. instead of just constantly grinding like that's kind of where I'm at it's just how do I best move forward in a way that's gonna give me that peace that stability yeah and uh, i'll be able to be creative but not creative with like nothing like no success at the end of it and by success i mean just like happiness and being fulfilled because if i'm just writing a song like five days a week i'm not getting paid to write that song Mm -hmm. i'm writing it in hopes it will make money so i kind of want to look at the things i've done and and You know, instead just keep, keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then do Do you
1: know about yourself the things that will kind of give you that revitalization?
2: Yeah, like, just kind of slowing down and maybe, like, spending more time by myself and, like, you know, making, like, my living space more calm. And I just feel like I'm, I'm home. I, like, throw my stuff down. I run to the next thing. I... And, like, I'm very family-oriented, so my family lives, like, an hour away from Halifax, and my sister's in New Brunswick, and I have nieces and nephews, and I'm always like, oh, I gotta go do this with the family, I gotta do this. So, like, even just, like, my niece is turning 13 this week, and my mom went to see her in New Brunswick to my sisters, and I was like, I actually, because I went two weeks ago, I'm like, I actually can't go Mm -hmm. because I have to do this at home for myself. Mm -hmm. So, just kind of even, like, having boundaries And not saying yes to everything. Like, I've always been yes, yes, yes. Um, And my mom always be like, oh, yeah, this is... I'm like, mom, I can't do that because I have to do this. And she's like, oh, yeah, this is your best friend's last birthday party, shebang. going it's Everything is the biggest deal you have to go. And it's like, (laughs) I definitely, like, I lived in that world for a long time. I'm just like, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to go to this thing. But now it's like, I'm much more precious with my time. Mm. So... I think uh, that's kind of what I have to do to, you know.
1: Yeah, settle in a little. To settle in and
2: and then be able to jump back in with, like, more of a plan. Mm
0: -hmm. And time is really the only thing that matters to us in the end, too. Mm -hmm. Like, we, I feel like. Kristen has left her job in the last year, 18 months or so, from That's the awesome. government. Congrats. She's a full-time Thank you. artist. Badass. And mm. I'm a full-time musician and creative person. And it's certainly challenging for both of us to, to live our life as a couple, pay for our house, our car, all the things yeah. we need to. Groceries cost a million dollars for a bag of carrots these days. Insane. So it's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> but... At also I feel like in working really hard at all the things we did and just putting ourselves out there, we've created time for ourselves yeah. where we have we have this abundance of time where we're able to do what we want. Mm. And yeah, you know, maybe Kristen doesn't right now make as much as she did at her government job, but we got we can go to a whatever someone invited us to stay at a cottage last week on a Tuesday night and like normally like mm. just wouldn't be able to do Couldn't that. Do and, like, it. Yeah, oh, exactly. This is awesome. We're staying at an awesome cottage. Someone invited us to because we have time to do that. Yeah. And, it's more
1: an abundance of experience now, which yeah. is so much more fun than yeah. just money that you'd never have time to spend on the experience.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I always say like, <laughs> um, like I, I work to live. I don't live to work. You know what I mean? Like, um, I've always yeah. It's like do what you got to do to get by. But what I what's really important? Yeah, is having time to live your life. And and then that's kind of where those creative inspirations come from. Yeah.
1: So. Are there shows awesome. or maybe recording experiences for both of you that come to mind as just the most fun? That you've ever had, like what's the most joyful, silly, just in the moment, fun show that you've had? Show? I, I, I imagine it myself <sighs> to be a show, but maybe there's a different circumstance. Like maybe it's playing at the boathouse or in the studio, and yeah. all your buds come in. Or like, is there something that sticks out as like that real joyful moment?
2: Go ahead, (laughs) (laughs) We're like, oh gosh, I'm stressed.
1: Uh, (laughs) It's hard to put you on the spot with these things. No, no, not at
2: all. Like, I definitely think, like, being in the studio Mm -hmm. or, like, writing with, like, you know, going to songwriting camps and writing, Mm -hmm. um, those are, like, my most joyful creative experiences. Like, just being silly and goofy with friends and making something. Um, and, And, like, when we were, like, so... I'm really lucky to have these four amazing players that join me when I perform live. And we were at Seamus Erskine's um, place in Dartmouth rehearsing for Jazz Fest last Monday, Tuesday. Um, Learning, like, you know, rehearsing the tracks with the backing tracks. And they're so great. We had so much fun. And we were just like, like improvising. And I was just like kind of jazzy, freestyling. We were like having like solos and just stretching out the songs trying to fill an hour set which we couldn't have done if it was backing tracks it's like 27 minutes then we did a couple (laughs) covers we did like fiona apple criminal and so i felt like so like we had had a little puff of weed i had this little cider it was Mm -hmm. just like a nice chill with my friends vibe and i felt just like so free and creative and it was wonderful um and then it's funny because then we got on stage and it was, I was just a little more tense, a little less like that stage fright very much is there for me, but it was very fun and it felt good to really like pull on that experience of being in that safe space with them and trying to recreate that, even though it wasn't as comfortable. It was really nice to do that, like, mm. and to kind of, you know, sing and just hear things because I was so constricted with, um, playing with backing tracks before that.
3: so Yeah. That's
2: kind of an example, but definitely like in the studio or like just jamming with pals like is definitely like a very happy space for me.
0: I feel like any show where you get the audience completely on your side, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter if it's 10 people or a thousand, mm. like when you have when you won them over and they are, like, at your mercy in front of you, like, they're just into everything you're doing, like, that's a pretty special moment. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you just can really become your best in those times, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, you're willing to go for anything, like, you, whatever, you might belt out a note that you should do falsetto or something. Like, you just have the... The energy from them is powering you, and Mm -hmm. your energy is powering them. It's like this cyclical thing. That is a really uh,
2: nice feeling when that
0: happens. So I I think just when you're you're just feeding off each other, and it just keeps growing, growing, growing. Yeah, you'd
1: get a confidence with that reception, of course.
0: And it doesn't happen at every show or anything, but when when it's a really special moment, like it's it, uh, yeah, you feel almost otherworldly.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I've had like one or two shows where I've gotten off stage and it's like, yeah, you feel like, wow, that was like the best show we've ever done. Like, yeah. Because you did feel that energy and it's like, yeah, that's kind of like a huge part of why we probably keep doing it. Yeah. 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 It's up,
1: like hard to explain.
2: Your drug of dragon. choice. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> what about, so you expressed having stage fright at some point yeah. in your life. What led My you to life. want to pursue this job it's very (laughs) funny
2: i'm a sucker for punishment (laughs) um yeah i always had terrible stage fright um but i was always singing like i'm like a middle child um i was always just dancing around the living room like singing disney and whitney houston and carol king whatever frank sinatra um and like constantly singing like in a, in a comfortable space you know i'm gonna be like nicole you have a beautiful voice but please can you just stop singing for a minute because like i'm trying to do work or something you know mm-hmm. like just always go 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 and um i just kind of because i that was like an outlet for me and like something i did to pass the time um i joined choir like i was in like the church choir when i was like four or five and then i joined the choir in four five six And I just happened to be, like, given the soul house and stuff in the Christmas concerts. And it was very, very scary. But it's, like, I knew that I had a talent for singing. So I did it. And it's, like, I just, I was, like, obsessed with the Spice Girls. And I wanted to be a Spice Girl. (laughs) And I grew up in Cape Breton. And I was, like, you know, I don't like Celtic music. I love pop music. Like, my sister played a lot of, I had, like, my mom played a lot of awesome jazz and singer-songwriter, like, Music and stuff. And then my sister was older and she would play like Tony Braxton, TLC, like Mariah Carey, you know, all these. And then a lot of like Dave Matthews, like such a, such a massive, like musical foundation, I guess. Mm. So I kind of lost my train of thought there.
1: It's like a hodgepodge. Yeah, Yeah. the stage fright we were talking about. Yeah, so
2: I just kind of, I don't know, I loved singing and it was something I was good at. So I did it because I wanted like that attention, but I also was like very anxious. Mm -hmm. So it's always been there. um, But I just kind of, I remember my my sister would be like can i sleep can i come to your sleepover and she'd be like yeah you can sleep over but like you have to sing us to sleep so like that was when i would be most in my zone because i'd just be like if i like just singing whitney houston in the dark because it was so dark that i could just sing 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 and i would sing every song i knew to them and then people would come over like my babysitter would be like oh like nicole sing for my friend and i would literally hide behind like the kitty corner chair in the living room tuck down and then I would sing like can you feel the love tonight but like they couldn't see me (laughs) or I'd be like okay close your eyes like I just always was like really nervous but I just loved them actually hearing my voice and like validating me I guess yeah um so yeah it's just something I had to do but it was really hard to get over the stage fright and even I remember like music week 2018 or 2017 like Bawling my eyes out, like just so scared, but this was before I got the band, so I was mm-hmm. singing like to tracks with like a projector and doing these kind of trippy things. like being up there by myself was very vulnerable mm-hmm. um but now that I have like amazing musicians that join me on stage, it's it's less scary um and same with like I used to be in a band something good years ago with like Alex Mead and. It was like a hip hop band, and I joined at the end of kind of their five or six year run, and we would play shows with Three Sheet and all this stuff. Being on stage with them, I felt energized. I wasn't as scared. Like I was always a little scared, like a healthy nervousness. But yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I don't know. I think having other people there um, yeah. really helps. Still there, but
1: can I ask? I it's easier. What the fear is? I don't know. A good question. Like fear of judgment or fear of yeah, I guess forgetting like, your lines. Like or fear like a...
2: of yeah, like judgment or like yeah, just like yeah, just fear of not mm-hmm. being good enough. I guess or
1: mm-hmm. did you go through that, Mike? Like, did you ever um, have that kind of stage right, or maybe still yeah, do yeah, at I'm, times?
0: I'm nervous before every show, yeah, yeah. To some extent. I don't but, blame you. I'd sooner um, die
1: than do what you guys do. So I like, the utmost I'm not, respect. So like, I'm very curious to hear you like really yeah. describe it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm not like throwing up in the bathroom, afraid to go on. Yeah. But like I have butterflies yeah. and anxiety, and mm-hmm. and I think ultimately it is just you want to do your best. You want yeah, you don't want like, to mess up. Like. Yeah, there's just so many variables that come into play. Like if right. I got whatever ten pedals, if one little cable is yeah messed it's just up, that, like, like wanting
2: gonna... to be a it to be perfect, yeah, like, nothing's ever gonna be perfect.
0: But... And like, was I talking too much before the show? Is my voice gonna be good? Yeah. Like, there's just so many little things. Mm-hmm. Like when you just pick up a guitar at home and play, you're I guess there's no. There's no feedback happening. There's no one that it's bouncing off. Um, But when you're playing a show, you're playing to these people and they're there to judge you and to, to, I guess, tell you if you succeeded or not in in a roundabout way. Mm. I think it's
1: important to talk about this because it's uh, an aspect of your lives that people don't see. And like, Nicole, you were saying earlier, people might look at your social media profile or go to one of your shows and be like... You're the coolest person on earth, which you both are, but they don't get to see Mm. the feeling that comes with it. And that is so relatable.
0: Mm. Yeah. And pushing past it is rewarding, too. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's doing something hard. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. if I I can challenge myself to push through this and overcome this fear. Like I can do anything. I am unstoppable. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, You want to you want to push through. Like, I definitely don't want to be a quitter and I don't want to like I want to reach my goals I want to keep going but it definitely it's not easy but it's like definitely just yeah super rewarding so
1: did you at some point in your young life or you're still young but in your (laughs) like teenage life (laughs) choose that this is what I want to pursue and did you have your family's support behind you what was that time in your life like so
2: like as a teenager I think I law I had a lot of anxiety as a teen so I, like, did the did the elementary school solos and stuff like that, and then junior high, um, I was in a choir, and that was cool, um, for one year. Then I moved um, from Sydney to Truro, and there was, like, I went to CEC, and it was, like, big, like, musicals, like, like, there was three auditions, like, singing, dancing, and acting, and I would go to, like, one or two, and then I'd get, like, scared and not go. Like, I was just a little too self-conscious because mm-hmm. um, the stage fright was very real at that time. Um, but I was in this really good choir, the First Baptist Girls' Choir. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a non-denominational girls' choir from 12 to 18. We, like, toured Germany for two weeks. Like, it was, like, a wow. really, nice. really awesome, like, very strict musical director. Like Like, very intense but very good choir and really, like, wonderful bonding experience. Like, you know, being part of this choir with all these young women and just singing together like I love being in choir honestly mm. um but that was something I could kind of hide behind and I would I would get a little too nervous to audition for the solos then too so mm-hmm. it's like 17 16 um and I always like when I was younger yeah like when I was like 10 11 I really wanted to be like a famous singer but I didn't know how to do that you know um but I remember like when <laughs> an aside when uh, Ginger Spice left The Spice Girls, I wrote them this letter, and I was like, "I know all of your songs, I know every lyric. Like, please, like, can I be the? Fifth? I'm your girl. Yeah, yeah, I'm your girl. Yeah, so funny. Did they write back? Um, uh, I actually like. I know I wrote it. I don't know if I actually mailed it, you know. Yeah. But I do. Anyways, I won't go into the how I.
1: Did mailed. you have an identity for which Spice you would represent? In no, this? probably not, because <laughs> I definitely
2: wanted to be Baby Spice, <laughs> but um. Yeah. So then it would have been like I went to university. um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like I always wanted to be a singer, but I I definitely didn't have like the the know how or like the confidence. So my mom said like, you're all going to university. My mom was the youngest of nine kids and like she didn't get a chance to go to university. She's like, you're all going. I don't care. Like you're going, I don't care what you're going to do, you're just going to go. So I went and I, I went to CBU my first year, then I went to X and I ended up getting a Canadian history degree. I was going to do, educate my BED, my sister's a teacher. Um, and it was like second year university that I was at a a house party in Truro at Christmas. And I met this rapper and he's like, oh, you sing. And like my go-to song was always Killing Me Softly. Yeah. So I sang and he was like, oh, like I'm recording an album, you should come up to Halifax. So I would travel up from X all the time to Halifax and I recorded on this album and it was um Joe Buck's Up and it was like ECMA nominated. It was like I was like, Oh, I'm gonna be famous. Like this is my big break. Mm. So I was going up, I was playing shows like at the Seahorse, Coconut Grove and like these places like, you know, nice. many moons ago. And I was like, Mom, I wanna I wanna quit university. I wanna like pursue music. It was the second year. She's like, Nicole, like you can do that, but you, you're you halfway through, like, just finish it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's when, like, yeah, I was singing these hooks with these two rappers and playing all these shows in the big city. And that's kind of when I really got the bug for it. Like, I was like, hey, this is what I want to do. So I was recording and writing and kind of writing, like, hip-hop, R&B stuff at that time, because that's what I was exposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I graduated and took a year off. And I had learned—I worked at Boston Pizza in Ganesh, and Anaganish and and— uh Lindsay Alcorn, um, she taught told me about this music arts program. And she's mm-hmm. like, NSCC, it's music arts, it's two years. And I never thought because I never played an instrument. Like I was in drama and art and things like that. And um, but I never did like voice lessons or I did a bit like in in high school, like a couple one offs and things. Um, but yeah, I was like, I don't have any theory, like, I don't play an instrument, I don't really, you know, I'm not technical, like, I'm not trained. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I did, I took a year off, and I, I worked at a restaurant, and then I auditioned for Music Arts. And uh, Tom Easley, uh, like, I sang two songs, I sang Don't Speak and "Rolling in the Deep, <laughs> and he was like, well, I'm gonna say that, like, you're in, but I have to, you also have to do, like, this small, like, three-page, like, test, so I'm there and like I he basically was like, yeah, I'm going to say you're in like we need like you're a good, great singer or whatever. And then I do the test and I'm like, uh, what's a triad? Like I didn't know anything. Yeah. And like he's like, oh, it's, you know, it's funny now. But yeah, so I, I, I did it. It was really hard. I remember going in the bathroom stall and like crying all the time with like theory ear training and keyboards. But that's kind of when it really like, you know. That's a very long answer to your question, but that's, that's a great kind answer. of when I really... It's your
0: life story, right? It's my yeah. whole
2: life story. I'm like, wrote a letter to the Spice Girls.
1: <laughs> She's yeah. a writer too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you are, do you categorize your music as pop?
1: I'd say like R&B pop.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like living in Nova Scotia, being the artist you are is a challenge? Totally. 100%. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Totally. Because... Nova Scotia has its, I guess, uh classic genres, like Celtic was obviously a big one. Yeah. There are a lot of rock artists and yeah, then like the, pretty much a big drop off after that, like for different yeah. styles. It's definitely growing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it 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 must feel at some times like you're Yeah. It's you're not on, a huge demographic,
2: own. like or a huge market for it. Yeah. So You're the trailblazer, though. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Um, There's so many talented artists that are, like, more, like, in the R&B world. And I think it's really being supported and, like, growing. But definitely, like, I've thought about, you know, moving to Toronto. Or I just spent a month in L.A. writing, like, in February. Um, But definitely, even, like, I want to almost go more into, like, just a pop thing. Like, because I feel like, yeah. Being the R&B artist, it's I just can't help but try and like write something like sexy or something. Like I just find R&B is like such a sexy music. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. But I'm yeah. I'm, I love writing pop, and I I just know yeah, I'm just kind of in this space. I don't really know. Like maybe I'm just like yeah. I feel kind of stifled in my genre. I don't know. And I, and I don't really want to move. Um. I've thought about it a lot, and I've daydreamed about it but I'm just so like I just love my family so much and my nieces and nephews I don't want to miss their youth and childhood and you know my mom's getting older she's had a lot of health issues and it's just kind of that's more important to me at this point which I don't know it's kind of nice to recognize these things about myself I just want to write and create and and
0: yeah and you don't really have to move to another location yeah, like you can yeah. do everything you want to do here, like mm-hmm. make the odd trip to whatever yeah. l a for a writing session, for or sure. you can do stuff online right exactly like,
2: lots of zooms
3: for
0: sure, mm-hmm. but like Kristen said like tra- you can you can be a trailblazer mm-hmm. here you can be kind of one that kind of sets the yeah the foundation for the way things happen in yeah on the east coast really i'll do my best
2: I i'm always like gonna totally do r&b like who that. am i kidding i'm gonna do pop like i'm always gonna do r&b <laughs> and you're even It'll just, just your teams. speaking voice <laughs>
1: like you could read me the chronicle herald and i would just <laughs> melt at your you. feet so <laughs> yeah
2: i listen to a lot of um it's called nothing much happens it's like bedtime stories for adults It's yeah. like she's like it's Catherine Nikolai and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I've always been like, hmm. Because I really love to write as well. And I did like creative writing in university mm. and things like that. And I often think about going into, uh, like, I kind of want to maybe go back to school and do something like that in the future. Um, and I think, yeah, I'd be sick to just like have a podcaster and just like telling stories and just talking. So thank you.
1: Thank yes, you. <laughs> you have two subscribers Perfect. to this podcast. yes.
2: It's pretty much the same as my <laughs> Spotify now. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We talked earlier a little bit about doing this on your own. Yeah. Does it feel let's talk about that what that means Mm -hmm. in pursuing this on your own everything from you know management to your band to social media to Mm -hmm. does it feel lonely or does it feel more like you're in control doing it this way.
2: A bit of both, but definitely exhausting would be the first word that okay. comes to mind, <laughs>
1: um, because I don't find I have a lot of
2: time for creation, yeah. um, at least since the album has come out, and like gearing up to put the album out, um, it's been a lot of like promotion and and shows, and yeah, like I have had someone helping me with um, some booking stuff, but um, like at a very like grassroots level so like we're doing it all kind of together and I have head management <clears throat> excuse me over the years but yeah it's definitely like it's it's a one-woman show very much and it's uh it's it's nice to have control because there have been other times when I've had people and I'm like uh well, I want I, I want control but then now I'm at a point where I'm like okay like in order to I feel like level up I definitely need like more of a team and I do have a publishing team um but they're overseas as well. So like, mm-hmm. it's been great. I got to go to Berlin and London and Paris and write, but mm. um, they're not here. So it's like, still very much, you know, when it comes to the artist, Nicole, it's like, yeah, I just, I need to, that's why I kind of want to just take a step back, look at it all, yeah, really plan out my next move because... You know, unless someone out there wants to be my manager. Mm.
1: Does it help to have a manager? I want to hear from both of you. Do you guys Do you like guys have having right a manager?
0: Not now. Yeah, It yeah. helps if you have a good manager. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll just, we'll leave it there. <laughs> it, uh, it hurts if you have a yeah. manager who is not, you know, fighting yeah. to the death to find you opportunities. Like Elvis Yeah, Presley's someone manager. needs to
2: be really, really passionate. Like, right. it needs to be like, yeah, I feel like that really, you know. sure it's great to put someone's name down like oh i have a man i have management contact my manager but like it they really can yeah like really help you get so much further if they really believe in it and are invested um so definitely i think it
0: would be and managing management is a a tough gig like oh yeah it's like
2: who would want to manage me they're gonna get (laughs) x percent of nothing like (laughs) (laughs)
0: like (laughs) <laughs> the only way a manager makes money is if you make money. Yeah, so you gotta and, really
2: believe in the person. Yeah, believe
0: mm. in them. Usually you have to have a number of acts under your belt because mm. yeah. typically one person isn't gonna make yeah. enough for you to survive. Yeah. So yeah, it it is a, certainly a tough gig, mm. but that's why when you find someone who is like mm. so hungry themselves, you know, mm-hmm. to find the opportunities to grow your career and. Mm-hmm. bring you to that next level like they can see major benefits from that Mm -hmm. but
1: what should a good manager offer you for folks listening that maybe have no sense of what a manager's role is
0: i guess there's a a lot of things but Mm -hmm. a vision of where you want things to go uh they have to believe in you Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. guidance like usually they have an understanding of how the the business and the industry mm. works um They're like
1: the golf caddy for musicians, eh?
0: In a way, yeah. They like sure. yeah,
2: they're like they're the ones corresponding with the agents or trying to get you an agent and setting up your like setting up meetings, or inviting people to your shows, like trying to build opportunities constantly, you okay. know. And like contracts, things that like it's not like we we want to be creating or like writing and things like that, like just kind of being the liaison and and, and builder. <laughs>
0: yeah, just a good sense of like when to play your cards and mm-hmm. when not right. to, as well. Like, because not everything is an opportunity, mm-hmm. and recognizing what the good ones are and when to pounce or mm-hmm. when to just say no, that's that's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and having the same vision as you, like mm.
1: strong instincts, sound important to this yeah. role.
0: For sure. And the mu-
2: and it's like the music industry is so like constantly quickly evolving, like now in the digital age. Yeah. That like for them to be aware of that whole thing is like so important and I think that can be kind of difficult. Um, like Canada even or the East Coast, like I heard you guys speaking with Maggie Andrew about this on your podcast. Like we're kind of a bit behind. You guys are talking about New York and fashion and all these things. It's like yeah. we really need to like be thinking really forward. Um and sometimes we're so it's like can be so re- such a regional focus here.
1: Yeah.
2: Um so definitely, yeah, it's a I don't know, it's not a job I would want. But God bless them.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's why there's not that many, I yeah. guess. Like we're hiring managers, folks. So. Yeah. <laughs> like I think if if you like that style of work, like if you like yeah. that stuff, like it's an amazing opportunity. Yeah. And like, there's hundreds of awesome artists on the East coast who would die to have a good manager. Yeah. There's just sure. not that many around here. Yeah,
1: Music videos have been a big part of your creative output.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that
1: an extension of the song of yourself? Do you want to just keep this creative ball rolling?
2: I love making music videos. It's probably one of my favorite things honestly I've been like, should I go to film school? like mm-hmm. I like love making video treatments. I love finding the locations. I love like producing or co-producing the videos and like you know figuring out the wardrobe and um, definitely like if I, I want to keep making videos um, for my songs um, I'm actually hoping I made this amazing video treatment for my song Blame the Sea and um
1: sorry what's a video i don't know oh sorry a video
2: treatment is like what you would submit like if you were applying for funding or what a director would create to pitch to like town heroes like this is what i've created like a visual a visual story of the elements of how i would put your song to video so you go on like pinterest and like grab images like inspiration color schemes um and like play off the lyrics and the vibe of the song and create the visual the video treatment be like the visual presentation like what you plan to do okay um so i just submitted for the mvp project i'm really hoping that i get the funding because i made this really cool treatment at least i think it's really cool for my song blame the sea um it's crazy i have like four four videos and then a visualizer out for the nine song project i don't know it's just i happen to know some very talented um videographers and um and they just we work together and we make stuff on a very low budget and hopefully we'll all make a million dollars one day because we're grinding (laughs) but yeah the like griffin o'toole and uh, brendan lyle moose can fly we've we've made a few of those and uh it's been
1: been a blast and you won an ECMA for your... Yeah,
2: for Master of Denial. Yeah, yeah that was wild.
1: That was a very exciting night for you. I so could tell...
2: I went up with my jacket and my purse on. Yeah, I had no like a- you
1: were not expecting this. No,
2: <laughs> not at all. Not at all. It was, yeah, well, it was like, I was up against like Neon Dreams classified. Like we made that video for like under like $3,000, like maybe $2,500 or something.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but yeah, it was i'm so it was it was mind-blowing i'm still speechless about it, <laughs> it my favorite was like.
1: your music nova scotia award i don't remember which acceptance it was for yeah. you may remember but you your opening line was thanking your ex-boyfriend oh yeah for yeah. all of the inspiration yeah
2: that was so funny oh my god <laughs> yeah that was a great day that was like in sydney in my hometown like that was wonderful. My two best friends were there, mm. except I was pretty hungover and I just like threw on this random dress and it was just like the same color as my hair and my skin. And I just looked like this like beige blob sort of thing. <laughs> like it was like this little poofy <laughs> thing. I was like, oh God, like this was my big day. I should have planned this. So then when it was the ECMA Awards, which were in the night, that was a morning thing. and you know, I'm like rushing out to member two for the Nova Scotia Music Awards. But yeah, I was like really like planned it out, you know. Little pink moment, mm. Mm. and then r- covered
1: it up with your jacket, and then covered up with <laughs> my jacket. Yeah,
2: it's like Barbie mania, um, that Barbie movie. I guess it's just pink is just taking over the world.
1: I heard that I, I don't recall the exact stat, but basically the biggest paint company yeah. in the world was sold out of pink paint for yeah. months because the Barbie because Greta movie.
2: Gerwig was like, We're doing this, we're we're making all the sets, we're not doing CGI. I'm like so excited about this How movie. Incredible. I already mm. have like a whole girl night plan to go see it and we're all gonna wear pink. So I'm and gonna wear you, my pink platforms that I bought for ECMAs. I love that Beautiful. you have those. I know. It's like, and Margo Robbie, please.
1: <laughs> Margot Robbie's recreating all of the vintage Barbie looks for her red carpet appearances, which so has amazing. also been really fun to yeah. watch her mm. fashion debuts. What a beauty. Yeah. Ugh. She's incredible. Yeah. She is Barbie. Yeah. So gorgeous.
0: So, what is next for Nicole Ariana? I guess taking a break, a little step back, recharge a little
2: bit. Yeah, like I think I'm probably gonna, yeah, like marinate on what I want to do next. Like, um, you guys know Emily Sori, like the like Mm Sori the man. We're like besties. We grew up together. We actually were in our choir together. Like when yeah, and um, we have been talking about making some music together. Um, so I think we're going to try and put a song out, like, this is very premature, so I probably shouldn't say but, like, we're going (laughs) to, we're trying to put a song out for our birthdays, which are December 17th and 18th. Um, so that's something maybe that, like, we have a bunch of ideas, that could be a thing. Like, I really like the idea of just, like, doing some collaborative stuff with others. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, like, yeah, just taking the pressure off of being all me. I just want to, like, make some stuff, you know? And, um just kind of see but yeah just kind of chill out play a couple shows go to music week and uh yeah plan like the next move i'm also gonna do um a remix project of crybaby so it'll be in um a year october see it's like i'm taking a break but i'm like oh i'm doing all these things (laughs) um october 13th (laughs) will be a year since the album was released Mm -hmm. so i'm hoping that i'll have a remix full remix album out
1: so cool to celebrate the year how does that happen already you just take Um, the existing album and do some stuff to it yeah so
2: i have all the stems um for the tracks and then i have different producer friends who are all like taking a swing at different tracks and just doing their thing on it it's just kind of like you know gonna be fun little random just recreation you know it's like the songs in a new way um a friend, uh, DJ Nemo, who's from PEI, living in Montreal, did a really cool, like, kind of, like, 8-bit remix. Like, Corey LaRue's doing a remix on one of them. Um, Kitty Bass. Um, the other one. Anyways, there's there's a few in the works. So I'm hoping that that'll be a thing. And it's kind of like a just little taste of, you know, like, maybe someone will like this one, but they, you know, just, like, they'll find their kind of their remix that they like because they're all gonna be different it's just kind of like a cool little just a way to kind of recreate the project in a yeah. different way awesome give it a new life and so i don't have to write a new one right away yes. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> so i can take a breather
1: <gasps> and yeah. collaborate that sounds yeah, like something that you yeah. love doing so yeah i do
2: i love song like i love co-writing and definitely it's like my vibe for sure it's fun we well, should write a song sometime. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I was
0: just thinking of that when that'd you awesome. were mentioning you have all these yeah. things you're working on. Yeah. Not to make you busier, but well, we, you know, we should do something.
2: Just like, you know, chill, cool, laid-back things. It's like yeah. that aren't like they need to be,
1: you know.
0: Come hang out here for a day. I would and... love to. I love it here. Yeah, we'd love
1: we'd love that. And Mike, you've been talking about this too recently, just the desire to kind of take the pressure off, but work with other artists. Yeah. Like mm. this seems to be a, a common thing too, that we find joy in is mm-hmm. just being with other people that get it. And yeah. And just like, let it roll. See what just happens. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I'd love to come out here. I actually said to Mike, when we were walking in here, I'm like, can you guys just adopt me? So I can like, live here <laughs> with you guys. Yes. You're adopted. Consider it. <laughs> Paperwork.
1: The we'll red sign. tub.
2: Oh, <laughs> I love it here.
0: The red light dish. We call it's it so
1: cool. There. Yes. yes. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Well, yeah. It's uh, truly an honor and pleasure to have you here on Mike and Kristen, the podcast. Uh, It means a lot for you to take the time out of your day to come here.
1: Your tough day
2: at that. Oh Well, thanks so much for having me. It was a bit of a rough start for me and I kept you guys waiting. But thank you so much. Uh I'm I'm honored to be invited to be on this wonderful Mm -hmm. pod. I keep calling them pods. Yeah, they're pods. It's a wonderful podcast. And
0: uh, where can people find you on the interwebs?
2: Well, um, at Nicole Music is my Instagram. Uh, NicoleAriana.net has all the socials and things. Dot net? net, ah. very 90s. Mm, yeah, fancy. It's not because uh, NicoleAriana.com was uh, already taken. It's just because I wanted dot net. No, yeah. I actually like the vibe of it, though. NicoleAriana.net.
1: What about, sorry, I know we're done here just about, but I have to ask (laughs) one more question about Ariana.
2: Yeah, that's my middle name, actually. Uh, Okay. Yeah, Nicole Ariana. is It's it's Nicole Ariana Curry. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess it was like a a space goddess on Star Trek, which I kind of love. Perfect
1: for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm a space goddess. Yeah. Well, it's on that note. Definitely an alien. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to top Space God. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Name of their next so album. There okay. we go, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, cheers, folks. Cheers, thanks. See you soon.
3: Bye. I'm a mister of denial Caught up in a spiral down now I'm Chasing after memory. Searching for a reason now I keep holding on to something Straight from the beginning, you opened up. Yeah, you gave me a way in. But lately, I just want a way out. Keep your head down as the flames go higher. Just sit in the bed sheets, filling up a fire. Now. now, smoke and mirrors, can't see the difference. In too deep, but oh, we stay in the lead On a way out. Wish that I could blame you. Wish that I could hate you. But I'd be lying to myself. I don't wanna fight nobody else. Wish that I could save you. I know that I want to. I'm sick of lying.